BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. Webmasterradio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday in the United States. I'm calling you from San Diego, and uh, Nina's with me from uh, Palo Alto. Good morning, Nina. Hey, good morning, Jillian. So I spent the last, you know, 36 to 40 hours or who knows how long it's been on an airplane coming back in from Bangalore, India, where we had a wonderful search conference. I think perhaps the first uh, real, how should I say, you know, global, you know, right on top there, top level search conference um, that's been held in India. It was just amazing. It was called the Search Marketing Summit India. It was held in Bangalore at the um, offices of the Akshaya Patra Foundation, which is in itself an extraordinary institute feeding 1.3 million children in the subcontinent of India. So um, that's an exciting topic we can talk about another time, but I guess it's time to talk about the Super Bowl because this morning the Wall Street Journal's coverage on the printed newspapers, and sadly I don't have one sitting right in front of me, but I will shortly here said between commercials, one team won against the other, you know, 31 to whatever. It said between commercials, the game was played. Interesting. So I think that gives us a fair idea of how the business world feels about the importance of the commercials that happened during the Super Bowl. Now, did you spend any time watching either the Super Bowl itself or the commercials, Nina? Nope. 
Nope. Okay. Well, we're going to have to do the coverage from our internet coverage of you know what happened there, and I think that's kind of interesting too. I don't know about you, but I've got my uh, you know Google search up here at the moment, and I'm going to go to Bing too and take a look. So I looked for the Washington, uh, the Wall Street Journal, just w, WSJ, Super Bowl coverage. And this is what it wants to know. First, it wants to know if I meant Super Bowl in two different words. Who cares? And then it says, who won the Super Bowl? Groupon or Living Social? They're not even talking about the game. I think that's pretty darn funny. So I guess I'm I think curious. it's fantastic. Well, in some ways, yes, because, you know, we're all in marketing and we love this stuff. But um, it, it's interesting to see that, first of all, the commercials were apparently fairly um, innovative again. And so that was fun. I know that for a number of years they were saying, you know, what the heck happened to these Super Bowl commercials? They spent such a fortune, but they're no longer interesting. So that's one piece. The other, however, is that... Um, I'm looking and seeing mixed reviews. You know, everybody's just getting their ideas in here. For example, at, uh, let's see, what is this? SB Nation, we've got worst Super Bowl commercials were Groupon, Home Away, Pepsi Max Rate Low. And then they'll show you those commercials. So, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you're getting good or bad press. Those commercials are embedded right in here anyway, and you can get to see them again and again and again. So I guess a couple of questions. What is the total reach of an ad on a television on average these days? And what happens if your TV ad is viral in itself? All right. So we're going to say, let's see, it was a few years ago that 1.4 million bucks was spent for a 60-second commercial on the Super Bowl. I'm going to assume it's somewhere between two and three but, Nina, I don't know. Do you have access to your uh, computer at the moment? Can you tell us, uh, can you do a, a quick research and see if you can get the cost of a Super Bowl ad now? Actually, Jillian, it was $3 million yeah. per spot this year. This year was already $3 million. You've yes. got it. Welcome, Brasco. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So at $3 million, that's about what I was going to suspect, that, that just a few years later, things were that much more expensive. So for $3 bucks, what do you get for your money? You get the 60 seconds. I get that. And... Last I heard, again, 70 million people watched the Super Bowl, but let's go find out about that. So uh, maybe your reach is larger, and I'm going to say the Super Bowl viewing, right, audience, viewers, whatever, let's see. 100 million plus Super Bowl television viewers in just U.S. and Canada alone. So for 60 seconds, your reach is going to be somewhere probably around the 130 million range worldwide, maybe even 150. Okay. And then the longevity of the ad uh, turns out to be the next day, your hot news on Monday, right? So how many folks do you suppose revisit those Super Bowl ads over the coming weeks? A few years back, I think it was in, gosh, it was quite a while back already, about 2006 or seven. I read somewhere, again, online, and I can't tell you what the source was anymore, that it was approximately a four-time hit. So 150 million people viewed it. Now we're up to 600 million. And that was individuals. They said it was like four new people, not the same people watching it again and again. How they figured that out, I'm not quite sure. So we've got a 600 million reach around the world for whatever product you're doing. 
So, Brosco, what did you think of the Super Bowl ads this year? What what stood out for you? Well, first of all, just so you know about the ratings, where it came from is that the game had a 71 share, meaning that more than two-thirds of televisions being watched in the country at that time were watching the Super Bowl on Fox. Whoa. Okay. Um, two-thirds of the TVs were turned to the Super Bowl, and Fox gets it, too. You're right. Yep. Okay. Now, as the, as the commercials that are out there that were tech-based, you mentioned Groupon, you mentioned HomeAway, you mentioned, uh, well, there was GoDaddy that always put something out out there. Salesforce had a couple of spots this year. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, the commercials were, there was nothing that really just stood out amazing. And, and I guess uh, CareerBuilder also had a, a had one this year. Nothing really just stood out. I, I think, you know, Maybe there's just not enough money when you put down that $3 million per spot. There's just not that much to get to the ad agency to actually create a really great spot because of, I mean, if you try to think about what, you know, a, a dot-com business is trying to put out, what, 6 to $7 million to create an impeccable ad that's just going to stand out and really have that kind of reach for a very long time, that might only run once. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I've got the top 10 ads of uh, Super Bowl... What is this, 14? No. Super Bowl 50. All right. Hold on. This is, yep, this year. Sure. XLV. Okay. And the top 10 ads, and they say they're top 10 tech ads. So there were at least 10 tech companies that did this. Here's the list. Living Social, GoDaddy, Cellular South, Cars.com. Verizon's iPhone, yep, they finally got it. The Bridgestone's Reply All. Now, it's not really a tech company, but it's tech-themed. So, I don't know, all right. Uh, Best Buy, I'm not sure I would have called either of those real tech companies, although Best Buy sells technology. It's kind of a brick and mortar. Um, Sony Ericsson. Motorola, uh, is it pronounced Zoom? X-O-O-M. Right, the new tablet. Yeah. They're trying to the copycat for the uh, iPad. Right, and it's called. It, I don't know how it's pronounced. Is it pronounced Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, with X double O M, and um, there's Cars dot com. Okay, so those are the the ones that are being uh, shown here. That's at PC World. So um, of those, I guess the big standouts were Groupon, GoDaddy, Salesforce, and so on. Now, the interesting thing is although Living Social didn't have an ad on there, there was this question as to who won the Super Bowl, Groupon or Living Social. In other words, some people thought the Groupon ad was so, I guess, uh, awful (laughs) that uh, perhaps it helped the other guys. Here's something by Scott Austin coming out of Venture Capital Dispatch, the uh, Wall Street Journal blogs. It says, uh, Groupon and Living Social are fiercely competitive in the daily deal space, and that includes on television's grandest stage, the Super Bowl. So in the last minute, the fast-growing companies each bought commercial spots. So I guess Living Social was there, but I didn't catch it on that top ten list. Um, So... uh, they were there. Groupon used more than $3 million of its new $377 million cash injection from uh, venture firms to secure and produce three spots. Not to be completely outdone, Living Social spent a chunk of the $175 million that it recently bagged from Amazon for a pre-game spot. I see that's why it wasn't quite listed. It was kind of a pre-game thing, but they anticipated they'd be part of the deal. So 
here's the question. What happens, I think, what are the other ramifications from having advertisements on there? Besides global reach and besides the being hot news on Monday, you get part of this news reach, right? So we're saying it was about 4X. Now we've got 12 million people around the world seeing it at least once and some of them many times. What happens beyond that? I think you had some interesting ideas on that, Brasco. Yeah, and I'm still reading up on it is the fact that, um, you know, when you see, because the whole idea is, you know, going back even to when, the, before the dot-com bust, um, how many companies would come would come up that you would see as a Super Bowl commercial and you'd say, oh, this business model looks great. I bet you I could do a local model and basically do a copycat. Right now I'm even reading a story that came up here uh, that's on gigaom.com, and they were talking about Groupon and the wannabes, uh, making the fact of they're just listing all these different sites that are up here that are the same idea with a deal-to-deal email format. They have a nice little bright design, a righty write-up. They integrate with Twitter and Facebook. They put Yelp reviews in there, a big click-to-buy button, and a countdown clock. And, you know, just even in like certain cities, they're mentioning in San Francisco, Living Social's one. They have Group Swoop that does deals in San Fran and Town Hog and Social Buy. And then there's another one uh-huh. that's supposed to be coming up called Home Run. These are all copycats. So who's to say that, you know, you watch a commercial on TV now and you're saying, well, I could do the same thing and just, you know, find the same kind of, uh, you know, same kind of back end that they have, make their own site and just talk to a couple of local businesses and do the same thing. That's a fascinating thing. I wonder if people would be willing to hop into the chat room here and tell us where they got inspiration for the businesses they do run. I guess it's a much broader topic as we move forward. But, for example, Nina, how did you find the niche in your um, business? As you started your consultancy, did you actually do this from just seeing general holes in the marketplace? Were you influenced in any way by stuff that you were already seeing in the broader media that said, hey, I can do this, I could do this better? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, I looked at the numbers. I mean, I, I serve people over 40, and, and if you look at the numbers, the demographics show you that, that there's a huge population in that place, and that was drawing me. And also I felt a lot of passion around it. So some of it was uh, intuitive, and some of it was just pure raw numbers. Okay, and how much did things like um, coverage and anything from newspapers to online and so on um, make a difference in that? Obviously, you were looking at raw numbers and working with these baby boomers, you know, 70 million baby boomers, and they move through American society like a pig through a python. So they were obvious and evident, but at some point, I think perhaps the overwhelming information somehow got through to you and you went, wait a minute, there's one more service we can offer these guys. Did that kind of come to you? I don't know. How should I say? Uh, uh, subconsciously or consciously? I'm not that influenced by the media, so I'm the wrong one to ask. Okay. But I bet other people are very influenced by the media. Okay. So I'm one of those who is extremely influenced by the media, and I think that it's uh, kind of giving us the pulse of not just local but um, you know national and then international society at large. And those things give me metrics around which I make decisions for future business. Um, or even creating a business. I, I kind of run around the world a lot, as you know, and I keep looking and seeing huge opportunities everywhere I go. If I made a list of the businesses that could be created today, you know, it would go on for miles. So, uh, you know, it depends on what market you're in. 
but I definitely use the daily news, the online information, and even things like commercials. I agree with Brasco. Even things like commercials, I'll look at something and say, and look, there's another business in there. These guys are only addressing a piece of it, or they're trying to address too much. You could make niche businesses out of these things. So interesting stuff as we move forward. Um, Brasco, as you get, uh, you've, you've been involved with Webmaster Radio for quite some time. What's your, you know, uh, how did you guys begin, um, or or did you understand also how that niche market was, um, you know, developed there for Webmaster Radio? Because um, I think that's the sort of thing also where they probably looked at the master uh, options out there at the time, or the existing options, and then went forward. When we come back from a break, let's talk about that. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. It's time again to make your plans to be at SES New York 2011. SES New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton March 21st to the 25th. SES New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, over 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SES New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Yahoo's principal research scientist, Duncan Watts. Thursday, March 25th is the Online Marketing Summit's All Things Digital Best Practice Day, which features a full day of premium breakout sessions. Don't delay. Come to SES New York 2011. March 21st to the 25th inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com and get 20% off your registration when you use promo code WMR20. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com and use promo code WMR20. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors our clients have earned over one billion dollars now it's your turn with over twenty thousand products to promote across a huge variety of niches clickbank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money you can promote any product immediately no contracts required looking for recurring commissions upsell products clickbank's got them and best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Your mission, initiate internet marketing measures. Your arsenal, the weapons of mass marketing. Learn how to accomplish your internet marketing initiative with the do-it-yourself tools and directives from the commanding leaders of cyberspace. Weapons of Mass Marketing, presented by Raventools.com. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I've got Nina with me. Nina, hi. Hey, how are you? Doing great. Talking about the Super Bowl today, and I've also got uh, Webmaster Radio's own Brasco with us. Hey. Welcome back. Thanks. All right. So um, I'm taking a look at some of the ads that played on the Super Bowl yesterday, including Groupon's ad. And uh, we've got Ozzy and uh, Justin Bieber there dressed in space-age suits. So the young kid will replace the older guy in the commercial because this rocker is befuddled by new technologies. Nina, working with 40 and over, you're on. What just happened? I'm sorry, what just happened? I missed that. Right. Um, take a look. I think I'm going to ask you to go to um, just, just take a look on your uh, you know, own search engine at the yeah. advertisement in which the young kid, Justin Bieber, replaces the old rocker, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, in a commercial shoot, kind of during this commercial, right? Because the older guy is befuddled by new technologies. Oh, wow. Wow. Is that a stereotype or what? And how true is this stereotype? We're constantly talking about this youth-oriented culture. And again, what we're saying is old folks are useless at technology. Here we go. Throw them out. Oh, that's so wrong. It's so wrong. There's so many of us who've made our whole careers in technology, and we're so comfortable with technology. That's just such crap. It bothers Mm -hmm. me when we're portrayed that way. Yeah. Um, How widespread, I I guess, what kind of an impact do you expect this has on the marketplace in terms of work and and, uh, ability, again, for your clients to go find new jobs or, you know, get that kind of, you know, got to keep going and start new entrepreneurships and so on as you begin to counsel? Well, oh man, this is just so loaded. <laughs> you put, I oh know my, this is loaded. This is this is all about you, kiddo. Um, well, here, I'll, you, while you gather your thoughts, I'm going to read you what it says over here at a Gibson.com. It says Ozzy Osbourne's controversial Best Buy Super Bowl ad, uh, excuse me, Super Bowl commercial with Justin Bieber is now available online for repeat viewing. A press release said the commercial's Best Buy first Super Bowl ad would showcase quote creativity and humor to millions of football and advertising fans throughout the country, end quote. It features a 62-year-old Prince of Darkness and a 16-year-old pop star. Ozzy tries to come to grips with the ever-marching pace of technology while Bieber steps in to save the day. Ouch. Yeah, really. Uh, You know... As I said, this does push my buttons because it just reinforces what so many believe. And yet there are so many people in the baby boom generation who are really, really, really technically savvy. It's not just the kids who are technically savvy. So I think this is a stereotype that needs to be shot. And, you know, people who've been working in technology their whole lives probably just really don't like that. Is my guess. I can imagine that would be the case. I mean, at this point, the senior executives at uh, Google, you know, Eric Schmidt is not a, you know, a 16-year-old. Um, Steve Jobs, certainly not 20 years old. Uh, you know, all the folks running the major tech companies around, uh, Obama, Gates, all of that, they're all gray hairs. 
Now, mm-hmm. Gates is running a tech company, but I don't think anybody would ever call him not technologically savvy or up to date. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting. Even, even you are running a tech company, and you're certainly not 16 anymore. You know, these guys are our age, and uh, they're very technical. So I, I just that it really rubs me the wrong way. Okay. So I guess the stereotypes that happen as the Super Bowls come up, certainly they, uh, you can leverage them. It's easy to do, it's fun, and it certainly hits a number of buttons. Um, interestingly enough, this uh, Gibson.com article does not weigh in one side or another about whether they thought that was interesting um, or whether they thought it was realistic enough. It just was. So there we go. What are your thoughts, Brasco? Tell us a little bit, as we promised the listeners before we uh, went to break, tell us a little bit about Webmaster Radio itself and how the idea to create this company came about. Now, I know that that's uh, Darren and Brandy uh, Babin who put this together and found the niche, but I think you've been there for quite some time, too. How does the general uh, radio field play into why web? radio should show up well we're getting up towards uh for myself it'll be six years coming up soon um i know when they first started uh, you know podcasting was something that was still pretty in its infantile stage i mean darren had already had a show back what was it um 1988 or 99 i want to say he already had started a podcast called search engine spotlight and mm-hmm. even from that early beginning he did a podcast then you know, with Webmaster Radio, he uh, adapted from uh, originally what was the originally uh, the Rainmaker podcast, which they did starting in 2003. And uh, he used to host it on his own website, which was Search Engine Matrix, which was also a forum, which was also most of his business wing held at. Okay, so um, he started as a forum and then just hosted it as a podcast before going on to becoming a uh, – kind of a web-based radio show. Yeah, the thing was just they they always saw how the podcast performed so well, and the idea was to see, you know, and to plan a very constructive business model, which we follow even to today. All we do is, um, you know, they'll add changes to it. Whatever they they can do to add to the business business model, take away, and just kind of modify it as they go along. But the original business model that we have has stayed. And the original idea was to create Webmaster Radio to see how it works. And, you know, we did a lot of experimentation, did a lot of work on trying to create where we are today, um, what kind of programming would would be available. But the idea always um, was to make it 24-7, to make it where it would be on-demand and available, and, you know, follow along with any new technology that comes along to help enhance the listening experience. I think we've done that. Okay. So this one kind of grew if you will, organically, out of the uh, available technologies rather than looking and saying, here's what we're seeing out in the world and it needs a response. It was simply that one can do it and therefore it lowered the uh, barriers to entry significantly. It made it very cost-effective and a way this industry began. Um, I'm looking at something called springwise.com, Business Ideas 2010. It has a top... 10 business ideas and opportunities list here. Uh, It says small-scale food production using membership models. Now, that, interestingly enough, takes some of the pieces of 
uh, different kinds of business models and kind of mashes them up, right? Food models, certainly, small scale. Well, that's interesting because there's this whole trend about buy local and be local and all that kind of thing. And that certainly is media driven. Um, and then the idea of a membership model. It's been around for a while. We have things like uh, PCC Market in the Puget Sound area. It's a Puget co-op um, so that you can uh, buy fresh foods and organic foods and so on. And there are a number of others. Uh, Costco even is a membership type organization. But subscription-based services or membership is an interesting thing as communities become ever more important. Second one is low-impact advertising. So checking this one out, it seems like they have kind of a bit of a spray paint on the ground um, on a piece of concrete outside, and what it indicates here is that realizing that green concerns are here to stay, the British media company Curbs, URB, offers nothing but low-impact advertising. So it's the first service that uses rainwater to clean, lo uh, to, yeah, clean logos into grubby pavements, and it was quickly followed by other techniques. So basically, they take a dirty pavement, throw down a negative of what they're looking for, and clean the pavement below it. So you're not even actually adding anything to the pavement. You're just clearing away some grime. Amazing. That's very low impact in advertising. Um, interesting stuff. Uh, health tracking devices, wireless headbands. They track sleep patterns to wearable gadgets that track your every move and so on. Now I know a few folks in this world as well. Um, and as we wrap up today's session, you can just continue to go through these ideas. If you're looking for an idea for a new business, it might not be a bad idea to check out springwise.com, um, as in, yes, the season, spring, and then just wise, W-I-S-E.com. But also, think about what you did see on the Super Bowl yesterday, and if you didn't see it, go check out the advertisements that played out. Looking for niche markets that can be created out of these master ideas. Certainly, Groupon and Living Social have, oh, hundreds if not thousands of follow-on um, companies springing up behind them, but I think there are other ones out there as well. So thanks, Nina and Brasco, for joining us today. You can download these sessions of Webmaster Radio at webmasterradio.fm. Look for CEO Coach, or you can get them through iTunes. You can also reach Nina at nina at ninaprice.com and myself, Jillian, at seomoz.org. Till next time, this is Jillian Nissick and Nina Price at CEO Coach. <laughs>